Simplicity Show with Sue and Vince, where we talk about what's happening in the credit union industry, the world, and right here on our credit union team. In this episode, we're sitting down to talk with our very own, and I do mean our very own. Our, literally, we claim ownership of. <laughs> uh, ben Bauer. Ben has been on the podcast in the past when he first joined the team. Uh, but today, we are diving in, talking about a favorite topic of ours. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, at least in passing. We've, I think what we've talked about is that we are going to eventually do a podcast on this. Ah, okay. Or not. I or don't not. know. I don't, oh, I don't listen to the podcast, so <laughs> I don't know. You listen to it IRL. <laughs> yes. In real life. Yes. Uh, but we are diving into introversion and extroversion, the introverts-extroverts conversation today. And why do we have Ben here on the podcast with us when we happen to be talking about introverts? Not versus. We probably shouldn't set that up. That way, introverts versus extroverts. <laughs> arm wrestling. There will be arm wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Why is Ben here, Vince? Uh, to prove to him that we work when we go on the podcast. Oh, okay. This is my annual podcast check-in. Yeah. This is a performance review. <laughs> no, uh, specifically, Sue and I are, it may surprise you because you hear us talking on podcast, but uh, we are both introverts, uh, and Ben is an extrovert. So Yay. we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true so, extrovert. Right, happy day. <laughs> but we'll dive more into that. But before we do, we have to start out, as we have so far this year, we're actually establishing something like a rhythm of doing a thing, and oh, I'm man. pretty impressed by us. <laughs> We, we have to start talking about updates on our resolutions. Mm-hmm. And before we do that, Ben, mm. any New Year's resolutions and how are they going? Oh, boy. Um, no- uh, boy. Nothing official. Um, usually this time of year, like many people, I start to work out a little bit more and that sort of thing. Um, I'm commonly in better shape in the winter than I am in the summer because once summer hits and I start getting outside, I work out less and less. But... Um, so yeah, it's more so, like working in. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I maybe have started working out a little more frequently, but not an official resolution or anything like that. I don't know. I, resolutions are just so, to me personally, um, overrated. You're setting yourself up for <laughs> failure, I think. You know, I, I mean, I understand the purpose of them and the change of the calendar and that sort of thing but I don't know if you want to do something uh do it do it any time of year do it in July do it I mean unless it's working out and you're talking about me because I don't, clearly don't do that but, <laughs> um, I mean we are at that sweet spot where most people have now probably failed their new year's right. resolutions yeah. right so. Yeah. right so we're moving into just the rest of your life yeah. where you can just live it yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, other than that, no, I'm, I'm not a big believer in resolutions. Well, so what we have found, what I have found, I don't know about Vince, but um, the way that you can set a resolution and then keep up on it is by saying it out loud, having someone record it, and then putting it out into the world. Mm. <laughs> so, And then revisiting s- it. And then having to revisit it. <laughs> in the same format. And, <laughs> and have other people here. So that I think that's worked well 
for us because that is the thing that we did is talked about resolutions at the beginning and then now we're updating on them and as I said last time we will continue to update on them until one of us fails and then it'll be conveniently <laughs> forgotten <Just go> away. <laughs> right great idea <laughs> thanks that which will not be spoken of. yes yes so do you want to go first how's sure um I mean, nothing really different than the last time. Continuing, so one of my resolutions, Ben, just to update you Mm. and you, the listener, if you're new on the block. uh, One of my, I I mean, we we sort of came to the same point, like, it's a resolution technically, but if you're going to do a thing, then just do it. So some of those things that we're just doing now, that is 2019, (laughs) uh, getting, for me specifically, sharing out my personal photos with family Mm. more. So again, still have not gotten to actually sharing out that link, but getting, (laughs) continuing to get more and more photos into my Google drive, into that, an album, which will be shared at some point. So to review. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry for who I am. (laughs) What you have done is you have taken images that you haven't shown anyone that were saved in one spot. You have saved them into another spot. They are one step closer (laughs) to being shared with the world. Okay. Baby steps. Yes. Baby steps. Okay. So you've done all the work besides add people to that shared folder and actually do the thing that would just check that box. Well, see, in my mind, I want to get all the entire repository of Mm -hmm. images that I want to share with people ready before I share that out so that I can just be like, here's all the images and going forward, just I realize it would just be (laughs) easy enough to share out that link and then keep adding them in there. But it's your process. You need to handle your process. (laughs) Okay. So my update on mine is that I cheated, but largely it's successful. So my the one that uh, I mean, cheating is successful in the short term. I mean, that's what I thought. So, the resolution that I'm working on is uh, so okay. Background. I last year I had a goal to take a hundred pictures a week, and what I ended up with was about six thousand images that no one saw. so my goal this year is to take and share at least a picture a day Mm. so I can take more and I don't have to share the picture I take I just have to take at least a picture Mm -hmm. and share at least a picture Mm. and the way that I cheated is that there was one day where I am counting the fact that I took a picture of your cup of coffee and sent it to you. <laughs> and that, that's my one little cheat. That would be the picture you sent me and then said, that said if this I'm, is still here by the time I finish mine, I'm going to drink it because I hadn't gotten to work yet. Mm. Right. Well, and, then, and then you took a picture of your cup. To and show said, how long you had. This is how long you have left. <laughs> so you brought Vince this cup of coffee. Someone no. else did. Okay. Yeah, Jesse from accounting. Yes. Jesse G. Ah, yes. Okay. Ah, yes. I was there Brought that coffee, day. I yeah. got a free chai latte out of the deal. It was right. awesome. Yep. Right. So did he. Cool. Because he was there before I drank it. 
God. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. It was. I did get to work on time. <laughs> yes. So, besides the bullying, the bullying aside, mm-hmm. I am counting that. That was two. Also, that's a resolution you haven't been working on. That was two. <laughs> bullying? Nope. <laughs> that was two images I took, and I shared them both. That should have counted for two days, right? Works for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going well. It's surprising when it is when you go to work in the dark, come home in the dark, the level of um, ingenuity you have to use, especially if you can't go outside, to find something to take an image of. So, sure. But it's been uh, it's been very educational. <laughs> a lot of I've been working. <laughs> there are a lot of pictures that involve primarily cell phone flashlights as the key light. So that's good. <laughs> so that's resolutions. We should, okay. Oh, I wish we had music. Oh, yeah. If we had a PA, yeah. our PA could just plug yeah. music in. Let's right talk there. about that. Yeah, our <laughs> boss is here. We need a PA. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about personality types. All three. Do you want, I'm sorry. You're talking nope, now. go ahead. I'm just still talking. Keep going. That's new. You're doing great. Thanks. So we, all of us have taken a, a personality test. Uh, Vince has not taken the official Myers-Briggs. Well, or have you? I'll talk about that. But okay. no, I have not. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've taken multiple. Just... I don't know, just to challenge what there is, just in case the, the result validity. changes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you've you've taken the Myers Briggs. Mm-hmm. Any others? Um, just the same uh, free version that uh, we'll probably be talking about today. I would guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and it's been consistent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe a letter changed somewhere in there, but um, but I've also, I mean, I've taken them in the past too, so I don't have. Uh, you know, a record of all of the personality tests that I've taken or anything, but for the most part, consistent for sure. Okay. Always extroverted. Yeah. But then maybe, okay, a little Mm -hmm. something after that change. Okay. So where we'll start, doink, (laughs) hitting things, is talking about what personality types Mm -hmm. we each are. Yes. And sort of describing that. Why don't you start, Vince? Oh, I want to wrap up. You want what? Because my uh, mine's complicated. You sort of. Oh, look at him! (laughs) I'm all complicated and complex. (laughs) (laughs) Can I start the extrovert? Yeah. Could you look at that? Yeah. See. Okay. Thanks for being on brand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's really why I didn't want to start. Yeah. (laughs) Just setting me up. That's perfect. Um, So I'm an ENFJ, which is the protagonist. So these are your natural-born leaders full of passion and charisma. Um, one thing that I found interesting was that it said forming around 2% of the population, which, um, wow. I don't know, Which seems, yeah, I don't know. That's not why I guess I wanted to call it out, just that it seems like there's more leaders. But um, this would lead into some of the other uh, associations with this personality type in that I'm constantly over-optimistic. Um, so it would lead, you, lead me to believe that there's more people like me in the world, but uh, <laughs> we'll just leave that one right there. <clears throat> there um, must be. There's got to be more like me. But um, 
the other uh, interesting thing from the results summary that you get is um, they note that they're oftentimes politicians or coaches or teachers. Um, minus mm. the first one, I would say that one's pretty accurate. I, <laughs> While I have a mild interest in politics, I tend to stay away as much as possible. I understand the purpose and need for it, and I will engage when necessary, but uh, that's about it for uh, politics for me. Um, but you sort, know. Of, sort of like the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Functional and necessary. Yeah. But, yeah. But we're not hanging out. Not a place you want to be all of the time. Okay. But being a <laughs> high school football coach and, you know, the leader at work and things like that, uh, being able to teach there and in some other uh, things that I'm involved in, um, a lot of that stuff is hitting the nail right on the head. But um, also talking about some of the detriments uh, to this personality type, like uh, overextending their optimism or putting too much trust or faith in uh, things, uh, that certainly is a weakness that I am aware of, but constantly working on it, you know? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it, the thing that always um, amazes me with these tests, you know, um, not that I do them super often, but when I do... Um, is how you can you can just read through it and paragraph by paragraph, point by point. It's like, yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. And mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of um, amazing and interesting to know the the research and information that must have gone into developing these tests for them to be as accurate as they are. So, pretty cool. Well, and one of the things that sort of got us to where we are right here is that once Vince and I both found out the other was an introvert and we found this site called Introvert Deer and we started sort of digging into that stuff, is we, we were constantly sending articles back and forth about ourselves or about each other and going, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, no, so totally, that is so totally you. <laughs> and there was one that was specific. It was What was it about Google? Oh, yeah. So uh, it was uh, basically you enjoy... Like somebody can't find something on Google and you enjoy coming in and being like, oh, there it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is hyper specific. So specific. <laughs> and and spot on. So you. <laughs> so you. Side note, have you guys ever seen the site? Let me Google that for you. <gasps> it sounds like my kind of site. <laughs> so it's for its use is for when you get the random person that texts you or calls you or stops in by you and says, hey, do you know this? And it's clearly something that, like, if you would just Google it, you would get every <laughs> answer you'd ever need on that right? thing. So go to letmegoogletforyou.com, which L-M-G-T-F-Y.com, I think is a shorter way that you can get there. But um, And then you just type in whatever that obvious thing is that you should Google and um, – I'll, I, I won't explain it. Kay. Go do it. And uh, I promise it's safe. There's no malware or anything like that on the site, but uh, go do it and you'll see the cool results that you get and that you can share with your friend that for some reason didn't just Google it themselves. I, I appreciate you sharing that. I am a little afraid about how that's going to change our working dynamic <laughs> because I have this funny feeling <laughs> that I'm going to get a link to that. Daily. Daily? <laughs> There'll be a lot of... Hold that thought. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good stuff. Okay. 
Should we link to that? Uh, yeah, is it, is for it sure. Safe for work? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Okay. It's, okay. Well, you know, maybe run it by IT first. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go next? Do you want me to go next? You go. Okay. So um, my personality type is and is consistently an INFJ. So uh, introverted and... Um, I'm just going to read straight off this piece of paper because that just makes life easier. The INFJ personality type is very rare, making up less than 1% Mm. of the population. Mm -hmm. Special Um, little flower. I am a special little flower. (laughs) Don't forget about that. Um, And it goes on to say that INFJs are not idle dreamers, but people capable of taking concrete steps to realize the goals and making a lasting positive impact. Uh, Famous INFJs. I don't mean to, uh, I don't mean to outdo you, Ben, but include Martin Luther King and Nelson mm-hmm. Mandela. Who? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Who knows? I know who Nelson Mandela is. They're talking a lot about him right now. There's a lot of. <laughs> um, what is what I think is interesting, and it doesn't include it in this uh, this article, but. Other articles I've seen is that there's this subsection of extroverted introverts, and that that sort of tends to be um, like there's a sweet spot for me as a human being. That I mean, as a general rule, the people that I know, when um, I guess the people I work with. And maybe only know sort of casually when they find out that I'm an introvert rather than an extrovert, it tends to be surprising to them. Mm-hmm. But well, and you can be an introvert and be socially adept, right? And good at mm. social. I'm situations. going to choose to believe that I am socially adept. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but another one of the articles that will include with uh, will include along with the show notes. Does go on to exp- does explain that it's not it's really not about how you necessarily interact with the world. Introversion versus extroversion are about where you gather energy from and where you lose energy. Mm-hmm. So it's about that uh, solitude being the place that recharges an introvert, as opposed to being around a lot of people and a lot of chaos recharges an extrovert. So that resonates really pretty fully with me that that being being in social situations um even sometimes just being at work is emotionally draining (laughs) and mentally uh exhausting (laughs) i can't find a nice way to say that 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 came out wrong it is what it is (laughs) you guys you guys are draining my will to live Okay. Go ahead. Make it happen, Kevin. So the reason the reason it's complicated <laughs> is because unlike you two, uh, so I have not gotten consistent results. So if you if this were your Facebook relationship status with, with your own my, personality with type. Me, my relationship <laughs> with myself is complicated. It's complicated, okay. Yep. You need to go find yourself in Ooh. Yeah. Maybe I'll take a sabbatical. Perfect. You should. <laughs> Do a walkabout. Yeah. 
How about it? <laughs> Not this time of year. Not this time. No, <laughs> go somewhere else. <laughs> um, so having, and this is why part of the reason why I want to do the more of the, do the official assessment um, because I've done a couple of the free ones and gotten different results. Um, but most recently, where I have landed is INFP versus where I have also landed is INTJ. So. I'm just going to talk through these real quick. And for those that don't know, I guess, uh, each go through sort of the difference in each of the letters. So introverted, extroverted is the I or E in that first set. Um, I'll, just, I'll just read off the paper. Just read off the paper. Yeah, so I'm definitely more introverted, 74%, uh, according to this test. Introverted individuals prefer solitary activities and get exhausted by social interaction, tend to be quite sensitive to external simulation like sound, sight, or smell in general. The second set of letters uh, refers to energy, where we direct our mental energy, so intuitive versus observant. So uh, that would be the N for intuitive. Don't ask me how that makes sense. Well, I suppose I was already taken by introverted. Right, so. right. Uh, intuitive individuals, so 67% on that for me. Intuitive individuals are very imaginative, open-minded, and curious. They prefer novelty over stability, which doesn't sound so, great, but I'll... So you're talking like like the teeth, like the wind-up teeth or like a whoopee cushion <laughs> are the right? things you prefer? I'm just talking. Um, we'll get into that. <laughs> All the whoopee cushions. <laughs> Prefer novelty over stability and focus on hidden meetings and future possibilities. And I think that's more it for me. Um, and then nature. This So the third set of letters, this trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions. Thinking versus feeling. T versus F. Uh, feeling it. And I am slightly... And so this is where my two sort of flip-flopped. So, and so 56% versus 44% on this test, which also makes sense why that might... Mm-hmm. tilt one way or the other uh feeling individuals are sensitive and emotionally expressive um, <laughs> and they talk which I would like e- that yeah right <laughs> which i would <laughs> primarily uh not uh, identify with less with that but more with hopefully they are this part they're more empathetic and less competitive than thinking types and focus on social harmony and cooperation before you go further, moving right along. Can I? I'm going to interrupt not. you. Okay. Yeah, of course you're not, because I'm here, and so <laughs> why would you move on? Uh, and that thinking versus feeling thing, mm-hmm. totally unscientific. Ben, you're another male. Mm-hmm. Let's let's have this conversation very briefly. My theory for Vince was that when it came down, thinking versus feeling having been raised a male that possibly nurture sort of pushed pushes that side toward thinking hmm. rather than allowing the full feeling side to come out what do you think did that make sense um, sounds i mean sounds like a logical explanation i guess um but as you said, and as you can see by looking at me, I am a male as well, <laughs> and um, I'm an F as well, uh, and I would say, and I think that the rest of my siblings and people that knew me growing up would agree that, um, like my family, my dad specifically probably raised me 
more on the principles that would align with the thinking, um, thinking of competition and mm -hmm. um, maybe being a little unempathetic and things like that sometimes. But um, I clearly am an F. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that might, um, you know, to your point uh, as it relates to Vince, I mean, yeah, maybe that played a factor in it, but I don't think it's universal for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know um, what the other contributing factors are, if it's life experiences on your way up or what, but um, I think it, I don't know, that's part of what just makes this whole thing as interesting is you can probably put two different people in similar situations, but there might just be one thing that shapes someone along mm -hmm. the way, you know. And I think for me, part of that reason it's so close is because I, I do sort of maybe go back and forth just in terms of like when it comes to decision making or yeah, I'm probably more influenced by feeling than I would uh what's the word I'm looking for than I would admit that's the word I'm looking for <laughs> I did <laughs> I, literally, I literally didn't suggest that word because I'm like it can't be admit <laughs> <laughs> but I tend to like when it comes to decision making just be more like matter of fact here, like, this is why this makes sense and whatever. Um, but I've always been, like, looking back, I've always been at least aware of, and I think this is where the F, the feeling comes in, aware of what other people are feeling. Um, maybe not always been the best at being able to navigate that and, mm -hmm. you know, make a change there or whatever, but at least being aware of, how are other people in the room feeling in the situation? And so always been aware of that for sure. And so I think for me, you know, growth in that lately has been not only being aware, I mean, being to more of an extent, being more aware and then learning to, I, in conversation and whatnot, like identify that and work with that in whatever is at hand, if any of that makes sense. It made total sense. Mm -hmm. Well done. Okay. Thank you. Sidebar achieved. Okay. Please proceed. <laughs> <laughs> Next set of letters is tactics. This trait reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision-making. So judging versus prospecting, that would be J versus P on that, the last set of, in the initial four. And this test actually tags on a fifth. We'll get to that in a second. So I am, again, slightly to the P, prospecting on this. Prospecting individuals are very good at improvising and spotting opportunities. They tend to be flexible, relaxed, nonconformists who prefer keeping their options open. And I think what tips the scale for this one, like for me, this is like sort of the whole organization and planning thing. Like I, I love the idea of being organized and I love the idea of being prepared. And I think... I always like this brings me right to the whole video process and the thing that we I am continually working on um, in being prepared in those situations um, versus what I tend to do is go have a rough idea in my mind of what I want and then go into the situation and just do it on the fly, I guess. As I say, keep your options open. <laughs> <laughs> um Spoiler alerts, if you're working on a team, 
that at least doesn't work the best. It's not the best. No. <laughs> it is not not the best. And no shame on you, but it's particularly not the best when the person you're working with wants you to verbalize something. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that won't be happening. And <laughs> it irritates you. <laughs> this is great, guys. Let's keep this conversation going. We'll work through this right now. Right? We're good. Yeah. Now's the time to fix this. <laughs> Finally. <There's a> lot. <laughs> Sue, what else would you like to say? <laughs> Remember, we're using I work. <laughs> we're in the cone of safety. It's okay. It's funny because I didn't say the overarching... Uh, character type of this, my personality type is the mediator. So it's mm. funny that you're now playing that role. Right. <laughs> but uh, lately, there have been a lot of things that have come up on the podcast. We're like, ooh, do we need to have a conversation after? <laughs> <laughs> Such a the, my whole comment before about about my bullying. Yes, don't think I forgot that. <laughs> Mental. You note. never do, Sue. You never Just, do. I do not. I do not. We will not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the fifth thing, and so the Myers-Briggs specifically tackles those first four categories. Um, I don't know if it's a continuation of them and just later research and adding that fifth, or if that's a thing that's come from outside that other places other people do. I don't know. It's probably just BuzzFeed. Probably. BuzzFeed just wanted another listicle. So. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a fifth uh, that gets tacked on to those, and that is uh, A versus T, assertive versus turbulent. And so I am, my scale, 63% assertive. And uh, when I first saw this, I'm like, I'm not, I don't feel like an assertive individual because I think of assertive in terms of in a conversation and... I don't want to use the word dominating, but dominating a conversation or what have you. But how they describe it made sense in that assertive individuals are self-assured, even-tempered, and resistant to stress. They refuse to worry too much and do not push themselves too hard when it comes to achieving goals. Oh, I wonder where I fall on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so. No comment. While I may be stubborn at <laughs> Maybe. Uh, possibly a yes. little but the whole like they refuse to worry too much like that mm, that checks out yeah yeah one of my catchphrases is Psh, it'll Psh. be fine the good news is knowing now first of all i just want to say out loud i'm a little jealous you got a fifth we didn't get the fifth i yeah. don't you know should, i don't you, it's you have the same thing i don't feel great about that probably if you take the test on that site you'll okay. get the fifth don't feel great about that you got the fifth but whatever um, and just, but just hearing what you say, I know that I can, uh, surmise that mine would be the opposite. <laughs> and I don't want to say you're turbulent, but <laughs> not everybody, but buckle up. not everybody <laughs> blows up. Um, but it makes sense that working together, that those two things could balance. I mean, I'm sure it would be cool for you guys if it wasn't that way, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Um, there's one more thing in my overview that I wanted to bring out. I'm just, oh, where was it? Oh, yes. Okay. So, ooh, I'm bumping things. One of the more, one of the more downsides of my personality type, uh, 
if they're not careful, so this is reading off the paper, INFPs <laughs> can lose themselves in their quest for good and neglect the day-to-day -day, day -day upkeep that life demands. INFPs often drift into deep thought, enjoying contemplating the hypothetical and the philosophical more than any other personality type. Left unchecked, INFPs may start to lose touch, withdrawing into, and it's in quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, but hermit mode, and it can take a great deal of energy from their friends or partner to bring them back to the real world. All of that to say, uh, I feel like that's de that's definitely me. Like, mm -hmm. always thinking about the future and what crazy thing, like, not just like, oh, what's going to be tomorrow? But like, here's this huge life-altering change and... Like thinking about that and let's do and also like just like, oh, yeah, let's do that. And then specifically my wife would be like, mm, <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, probably. Okay, but Back then. To reality. Yeah. Right. Um, but then, too, like, yeah, that's totally a thing I struggle with is like the day to day upkeep. Um, just thinking of around the house or you know like chore type things or just like those little details just like oh goodness well, when you want to be building a rocket ship in your backyard right it's really hard to focus on doing the dishes right so yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you have schematics to draw right where are you going to get uranium <laughs> it's all very <laughs> I mean specifically I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I'm working on building an igloo in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and we just haven't had enough snow mm. for once in our life to actually be able to do something. But uh, that changed over the weekend. It did. Yeah. did. So you got me. <laughs> it's actually an igloo with a rocket ship inside of it. You're going <laughs> right? to build the igloo, work yes. on the rocket ship. Right. It's really hard to figure out how to have a rocket ship made of ice. You might want to rethink that. <laughs> Don't want to tell you how to live your life. But it's very cold in space, right? Well, yeah, but it's getting through the blazing hot atmosphere. Oh, okay. It's the problem. It's a good point. It's a good point. You've thought this through more than I expected. So those are our personality types. Mm -hmm. And now we move on. Now is the time on the program where... Oh, we, we should maybe oh, say, oh, we'll, we should. let's put a link to this. It's called 16 Personalities. Uh, we'll put a link to that. And it's not to be confused with that movie with James McAvoy, where he... Oh. <laughs> Slice or <laughs> splice something? Oh, split. Split? split? Yeah, yeah, split. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Right. Okay. You can't have all the personalities. <laughs> <laughs> Plus he has, like, double that. Doesn't he have, like, 32 or something? Right. Oh. Sidebar. Sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even seen it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I have to catch up because then we have to go see the next one because we saw the first one and nobody knew it was a trio like of movies. Tri yeah. Nobody oh. knew. And then, and then all of a sudden M. Night Shyamalan we is like, like boom, here it is. And he does it again. And we're like, oh, M. Night, we wish we knew your first name so we could <laughs> shout it. It's mid. <laughs> mid. <laughs> <laughs> We all know. <laughs> His full name is Midnight Shyamalan. Yeah. Okay. It's a pretty sweet first name. <laughs> it's not yeah. bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Could be worse. Because it's probably Marvin. Yeah. Or Melvin. Melvin. Something mm -hmm. like that. That's why he doesn't say it. Anywho, it'll be. And so we thought it would be fun to talk through 
some different scenarios and sort of talk about how each one of us with our different personalities would think and react and what we would do. Um, the very first one, though, spoilers, uh, Ben, <laughs> you w- should probably already know the answer to how we'll answer. <laughs> so we should probably just let you an- We should probably just let you tell them, but we'll see. So question number one, um, and we'll let our guest go first. Oh, but what? It'd be interesting because he can answer from his perspective. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boss surprises you with a big new project and wants to know what your thoughts are right away. What do you do? So what do I do? Yes. Yeah. You if as a human being. Boss your boss does this to me. Yes. Oprah Winfrey, your boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll give you a second to think and mention because you both mentioned and I forgot to. Oh, yeah. Uh, the two... Well, there's a couple more, but they didn't print on the sheet. So the two that are on my sheet, if I can find the page in my mountain of notes, INFPs are, oh my goodness, there it is, William Shakespeare and J.R.R. Tolkien. Go figure. Right? Huh. Ha. Okay. <laughs> and you're not happy about that at all. <laughs> it's <true. laughs> right? so sad. Yeah. Okay, so hit me one more time with that. Okay, baby, I will hit you one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Your boss surprises you with a big new project. You don't know anything about it. You're in a meeting. Hey, here's this big new thing I want you to do. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts right now? How do you handle that? What do you do? Mm. Well, me being the uh, eternal optimist, I mean, immediately I'm excited about whatever the big new project is. doesn't mean that... Uh, I will always love it or I uh, <laughs> won't have any um, indecision about it or question about it or anything like that. But, um, yeah, new, big, exciting, all of those things I, I love. So so immediately I will start to look at, okay, what does this thing look like? What do I got to do to get to work on this? And go from there, depending on what kind of project it is. Maybe start to think about, okay, what can I delegate or you know, get rid of to make this thing possible as quickly as possible. And, <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Do you want to go next? Sure. Um, so, <laughs> not that you've ever done this to us, Ben. Awkward. <laughs> 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 this really is therapy. I know. We're Just get it all out there. Um, no, when, when something like that comes up, um, May not may surprise you, may not surprise you. I sort of the word that comes to mind is panic a little bit on the inside. Um, mm-hmm. But the reason I panic is because, like, whenever we start talking about something new and need to process something, like I'm a, I'm an internal processor, and I'm a, I need time to work through that thing. So I think that's part of the reason I really suck at brainstorming, mm-hmm. because right ra- like. Rather than generating new ideas, I'm thinking about, okay, what's out on the table and how do I work through that? And what mm-hmm. does that mean for me? And what do I need to do to make that happen? So when we start talking about a big new project, uh, I'm sort of like, okay, okay, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> and then uh, specifically, like, what are your thoughts? Like, And so what I have to try to do is sort of work through that quickly or at least get some initial thoughts based on 
sort of that, okay, is it going to be feasible? What can we do? Do I like it or not like it? Which are all things that it's harder for me to do on the spot, but... Working on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there's just a hair difference between the way you handle it and the way I handle it. And I think this is the reason if that happens when the three of us are in a meeting and he drops a thing and that I will be the first one to talk. It doesn't necessarily mean I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) If there's, there's a voice in my head saying he's expecting an answer, come up with an answer. And then this other whole half of my brain is doing what you're doing which is, okay, like, how does this actually work? And how do I actually feel about this? And so I'm, I would be interested to know what, because I know what happens is my mouth opens <laughs> <laughs> and no sound comes out for like just long enough to make it awkward. And I always wonder like, am I projecting positivity? Cause I'm trying to, <laughs> but I don't know what to say, <laughs> but I'm going to say yes. And then probably figure it out from there. I hope. And something that's happened, not certainly not always, but some, a thing that has happened that I think is interesting is like, we'll sort of workshop this big new idea and the general, f- like, I get to that point, like, okay, true, working through it, being positive, how can, what do we need to do to make it work? And then, like, we'll go away, and then the next time we talk about it, everybody hates the idea. <laughs> 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 For whatever reason. They're yeah. just having that processing time away or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So I think it's interesting where, uh, and it, it sometimes happens where we're not all in agreement on that, but especially the times where like everybody's, we're talking through it, good good vibes about it during the meeting, and then we all go away and we come back and we're like, yeah, no, Mm. just (laughs) (laughs) scrap that again. (laughs) So since we're talking about it, and this is a therapy session for our group. By the way, listeners, thanks for uh, thanks for if you have opinions on our on the things we need to work on, right? I don't, Sue, I don't necessarily expect you to talk um, first um, because you mentioned that you I feel... Do. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> he I expect does. you to talk yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I should say this is all maybe depending on what the project is, how big it is, or how urgent it actually is. There might be times when, yeah, we, somebody's got to talk. Somebody's got to you know step up and be the first person to come up with that idea that we can move along with or whatever it might be, but... Um, most of the stuff that we do, um, you know, at least that's created by us, we have time to, um, you know, give it some real thought. Um, and so I, I think that uh, it's something that we could work on as a team for sure is just that ability to maybe not talk right away and just take in the task. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, work on it. Work on it, sister. Um, and obviously there's exceptions to this idea, but... Um, you know, when we have the time and can step away from a thing, um, I think that, uh, and and step away meaning like step away and talk about it in a separate meeting or step right. away just right now in the moment, get in, you know, in your head and out of mm-hmm. this moment of feeling like you need to have an idea and process it a little bit before, you know, just going. Mm-hmm. Because another thing that we've certainly identified on our team is that um, – 
to Vince's point that we kind of stink at brainstorming is a lot of times we come up with that first idea and we roll with it. And I think that doing something like this that we're talking about where we maybe step away from a little bit would uh, get us to a spot where we're gut gut Mm checking a thing before rolling with it, you know, so. Do you think maybe what happens in that initial discussion is part part of what makes us like jump on a thing and want to work on it is the endorphin rush of new idea, new things like your brain goes into like overdrive and that feeling of like here's a new thing to work on and that's just for all of us like that's the most exciting thing that's going to happen in our day like here's a brand new thing we get mm-hmm. to make a thing up because that's what we do for our jobs is we make things up yeah. um, and we just like run with it like it's our drug <laughs> 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 rather than going rather than taking a gut check and going maybe we don't put all of our creative energy into that thing mm-hmm. just because it feels really good to have ideas and to Put I put those together and to start working on a thing. I think eh, maybe some of that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think part of it is that, well, at least for me, um, like trying to, like, we'll bring up a new idea, but then we, before we leave, we and I think that this place to the brainstorming thing as well. We want to get it to a place that we feel good about it before mm-hmm. we leave the meeting. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and we tend to get sort of lost in the details sometimes when uh, we, and even on when it's not a new idea, where we could be just going through lists of projects and then we start diving in mm-hmm. to a specific thing when we should be taking a step back and just sort of gl- not glossing over, but powering through right. those a little higher level overview. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That yeah. makes sense. And I think that um, part of that might just be the nature of the beast in that we are a small department um, with a lot of projects on our plate all at once. So we want to get things to a point where we feel good about it so that when we leave this meeting, we know, okay, it might be a little while before we talk about this thing, but at least we know Mm -hmm. we feel good about where we're at right now. So, um, you know, if we, but I mean, how, how every team has challenges with, things like workload and, you know, mm-hmm. sense of urgency and all that sort of thing. But anyways, we are on a sidebar. I'm so sorry if I disbar or <laughs> got us <laughs> off oh, the path. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Okay. We can move on to our next question. You want to read the next question? Sure. Okay. It's time for an all-staff meeting where everyone you work with will be in the same place for the day, the whole day. What's all day go- long. Yep. So the question is, what's going through your mind as you get to the venue, park, and walk in? Hmm. I wonder if we bought enough fireworks. <laughs> Did the pyro guy show up? Where's the band? <laughs> Where's the band? Why aren't they here? A wizard arrives precisely when he means to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, um, in this scenario, you know, it's definitely, there's that excitement of just the extra people being around and um, the opportunity to say hi to some people that I maybe haven't seen in a long time, people that work at other offices or uh, whatever it might be, people that are maybe coming in as um, guest speakers or, you know, helping facilitate part of the day. I'm always excited to 
um, meet those new people and also um, observe and see how they do a thing and why they do a thing and maybe uh, gather some uh, experience or knowledge from why they do a thing because of the organization that they're with or um, the path that they've been on in life or whatever it might be. So there's like all of these um, big unknowns um, that come with a day like that that get me excited. I imagine that there are other people maybe in this room right here. That, <laughs> uh, that, that, that those unknowns that are those not things as terrify them. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I just, I hope, you know, and then also there's just this overall feeling whether we had a big part in planning the day or not, um, that I just really want everyone to have a great experience and mm-hmm. share even a sliver of the excitement for the day that, that I have. Um, and go home feeling like it was a good day and, and worth it. You know, we, we are, we're so used to our routines and what we do in our day to day and things like that, that, um, you know, if done properly, I think that a day like that can really be, um, a welcome break for everyone, whether you love your routine or, um, or you like a little variety like Mm -hmm. me. So, um, Excited is not the word I would use, (laughs) (laughs) but specifically to answer the question, uh, (laughs) I'm thinking of where am I sitting? (laughs) Who am I sitting by? (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I know how it sounds. It sounds really negative, but it's more of a, how am I going to get through the day when are the breaks? When's lunch? What time am I getting out of here? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I understand the benefit of a day like that. Um, but just being in that environment all day is not necessarily something that I look forward to. Just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now everybody knows. There it is. I'm sure you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's And what's so interesting, I think, about those days is that we have this kind of potential where it feels a little bit like summer camp, right? Like you're at your when you get in with a table of people you like and maybe you do a team building thing and you have this unique experience and I don't know, then like you have, make a chant and you have your own <laughs> flag. I don't know. So there's sort of that potential. Mm-hmm. to the day um and so i think i fall about right down the middle between you two where yes oh my gosh where's but this is any time i go into a situation that i'm not familiar with it's where am i going to park where's the door where you know who am i going to sit by um what is the day going to look like what are we doing and how, how am I coping with that, right? Just what do I have to do to be present and okay and make it through the day? Um, and then also, who's, who are we going to meet today? What are we going to learn? What are the cool things we're going to do? And really excited about that, all of that part of it, too. Um, and I think... To your point, Ben, mm-hmm. they, they're great opportunities. We don't all get to be together in the same place 
only twice a year that we all get to be in the same place. And so there's such great opportunities that um, to have everybody in one spot. um, But so that's kind of the duality of my nature. Like I I get excited about seeing people, but then I also know at the end of that day, like that's a lot of people time. That's a lot of stuff, you know, and especially if we're talking about like something where we're presenting or we're doing like that, that's a lot of energy that it takes. And as long as, you know, as long as we're doing therapy, I will say, (laughs) even if we play a very small part in helping or don't do anything with the day, I take it so personally if people hate the day. I, but I take everything so personally. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just in my, that even, even knowing how little control maybe I would have about people hating the day, like it, take it very seriously. To, I just want people to be happy all the time. That's just me. <laughs> and I feel like I should say, like it's, it's not about liking the people that are there. It, for me, it's about just the whole navigating the unknown of the day, mm-hmm. in which is a overly social environment that right. is draining for me. So yeah, and, and I mean just to, <laughs> I guess bring the kryptonite to this extroverted Superman that I seem to be <laughs> painting a picture of. It's not like there's no anxiety in a day like that, especially if, you know, we're presenting something or, um, you know, have any kind of role in planning the day or, you know, definitely delivering something the day of. But um, but also there's just a certain amount of comfort that I have in that and, you know, an attitude of like, What's the worst that could happen? And there's know, that optimist. Nobody's <laughs> gonna die. You know, that whole thing. So, um, so yeah. But eye. but there is a there is a certain level of um, I don't know if anxiety is the word angst, uh, whatever. But <laughs> um, you angst, know that that yes. comes with the day for even somebody like me. So, and um, for those of you that need to hear it, whether you're in this room or listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it is 100% okay to be a little uncomfortable in that atmosphere and, you know, on those days, it's totally okay if you're checking the clock to see when you want to get out there. That doesn't mean that you don't care about what's happening or you don't like the people that you're sitting next to. It's just, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever your reason is because you're not in your regular daily routine that you know and love or um, maybe you are not engaged in the one thing that we're talking about right now because, I mean, we have 80 people in the room. It's going to be tough to present something for Mm -hmm. all eight hours of that day that everybody is fully invested in and fully interested in. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to at all uh, endorse checking out or anything like that, (laughs) but um, just know that, you know, it's okay if not everything speaks to you and, you know, motivates you to, you know, go into the world and crush it or something like that, so. For what it's worth. It's worth a lot. Yeah. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right, Sue, moving on. Moving on. You are attending a networking event after work. Mm. How about a business after five? What has to happen sometime between cocktail hour and the time you leave for the night to make you feel like you were successful at that networking event? Mm. That is a great one. Oh, this is easy. Leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Getting out the door. <laughs> did I, do I have my coat or did I abandon it? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, and 
this is the optimist, I suppose. But if I if I really have to say, like, here's one thing that has to happen for me to feel good about that event or the night, I mean, it could be as simple as I just need to have one good conversation with somebody that I haven't talked to in a while or, um, you know, thinking of a business after five, you know, I just need to make, like, one new connection or um, mm-hmm. reinvigorate an old connection, something like that, whatever. Um, so like it can be as simple as that for me. You know, the funny thing is you use the uh, example of a business after five, um, not all networking events are equal, but like a business after five, I've never really been, um, super passionate about them, whether it's going to them or participating in them or whatever. Um, and I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, I don't mean to knock, the business after fives that I've been to, I mean, the food is always fine. There's usually some entertainment. There's always a good crowd, whatever. Um, so like, I don't think that anything, like there's anything wrong with them. I, I think that what it is about, and and this is just me, I don't know if this has anything to do with my personality type or what, but (laughs) there's a certain, um, uh, like forcefulness that seem that seems to be attached to a business after five. Like it feels a little forced to me. Like in my opinion, if you want to um, create a larger network or make a new connection or reinvigorate an old connection, whatever, um, I don't. I personally just find other ways to do that mm-hmm. um, that aren't so intentional as like this is a group of business people you need to be there to do all of those things it it might also be easier for me to say this because i am involved in so many other things mm-hmm. i mean i've made sure. so many great connections through things like coaching football and um being involved in rotary and some of the youth leadership stuff that i've done and um things like that so i much rather and I, uh, I'm quickly becoming uh, less and less of a fan of this word since Jen Stanton called it out in a team meeting. But I am much more in favor of a more organic connection <laughs> um, through something else that isn't, like I say, quite as intentional as like you are at a business event, you will create a business connection. I'd rather have it happen through one of those other things where we're both there for the same cause that isn't business, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So, sure. I don't know if I don't know if that's my beef with business after five or what, but. It's not like I'd never go to a business after five or I despise them, but I just prefer to do it another way. So, sorry, super long answer. Wow. No, we loved it. <laughs> loved it so much. So, and it doesn't necessarily, I didn't stop you. I let you go. I just mentioned business after. It doesn't necessarily have to be, but we're talking networking event. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, that sort of, personifies an event that makes the difference between an introvert and an extrovert, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that's set up of those types of events that are that feel catered to an extrovert Mm -hmm. where it's somebody who is willing to go up and make it, oh, hey, you know, where do you work? Tell me about your, you know, blah, blah, blah. Tell me about your business. Oh, that's really interesting, blah, blah, blah. And do that thing, which sounds (laughs) like death by a thousand cuts to me right Mm -hmm. and it's that is one of those like making that type of connection making a brand new connection um is one of those things that i have to handle super intentionally i have to like it has to be the moon has to align. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. everything has to be exactly right online planets line up right right 
Um, and um, there are nine. By I was the gonna way. say, are you counting Pluto? Absolutely. Yeah, know. yeah. We're we're bringing we'll talk, that back. Right? We'll talk That's, about that on another. Yeah, the, <laughs> just the all Pluto podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, but for me, to make, I mean, just having sort of one conversation with one person I don't know makes that feel successful to me. Now we mm-hmm. are sort of in a we're in a position where while we might t- we would talk about where we work um we don't necessarily at that moment have a thing to sell to that person right so we don't what what we have to do is sort of meet people understand their business look at it in the context of the rest of the community and that's to me anyway uh sort of the best that we can do because we're not selling cars, we're not selling mm-hmm. furnaces. Now's a really good time if you're selling furnaces. <laughs> um, but just being able to make one contact, and to be fair, very frequently that is not a thing I succeed in doing. Very Frequently it is the people that I work with. <laughs> um, and exclusively talking to them. Most of the night. I always sort of hope, though, that someone that I know will introduce me to someone else. And probably you, Ben, are the first person I've worked with that has ever done that. So <laughs> so thank you. Well, you're welcome. For making that happen. My pleasure. And I don't remember the person's name. But I remember that he was the leader of the square dancing club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terry Proust. I grew up kitty corner from him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Central Wisconsin Hoedowners or something like that. Shout out to the Hoedowners. All right, Hoedowners. <laughs> Maybe we can provide that link. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably do that. He did invite us to come and watch. He did. So. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Sue, or to your overall point, I think that for me, part of the reason leaving is a success is because participating is a success. <laughs> showing in whatever, up. Yeah, showing up, <laughs> talking to your coworkers online, <laughs> and getting out the door is... That's the check mark of did a thing. Well, and to be fair, though, for us, we, uh, especially you and I, we pretty much only speak to the people in our department most of the time. So yeah. even going to even going to an event that has three or four other people that aren't in our department. That is networking. Is networking. <laughs> it is at least seeing people yeah. that we don't see and having conversations that we wouldn't otherwise have. So mm-hmm. cool. Cool. All right. Last one of the scenarios. It is the holidays, which it actually was recently. <laughs> so, relevant question, and you spend the day in a crowd of people you know and love. The question is, what do you do once the party ends? Mm. Well, this is a great question because we hosted Thanksgiving this year and had like the house full of people for you know a day and a half or whatever and (laughs) i don't know if this is exactly what we did but it feels like what i would want to do is just as soon as people get out of the house just sit (laughs) right Um, minus the necessary cleanup right yeah hosting such an event yeah but luckily, I have a great family that would help with all the cleanup and stuff, so the house would probably be cleaner by the time they left than it was <laughs> when they showed up. But, um, yeah, just, 
you know, check out and um, slow the mind down a little bit, you know, and whatever that is, if it's just vegging out, watching some TV or reading or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, just relax and try to get back into a semi-normal space where you're not entertaining and making sure everybody's comfortable and having what they need and all of that, which I love to do, but also can be exhausting. So mm-hmm. yeah, get mindful, I guess is the short answer. <laughs> are you are you going to eat some organic food while you get mindful? Of course. You really yeah. should. Yeah. Have Kay. some avocado toast. That's probably oh, sounds delicious. a little quinoa with your yeah. avocado toast while you're mindful. <laughs> um, interesting. And so my answer would be, I mean, very similar. Uh, but I think what I, what I find interesting about this question is that thinking of when it comes to, so contrasting this with sort of the all staff day and functionally similar situation being in a group of people all day but with that difference of co-workers versus family like for me uh being around family for the day isn't i don't find draining which sort of goes again but that says something about your family (laughs) kudos to you family uh but like for me like that i guess is for me that's that is energizing, which I realize is more extroverted, but like, I just, I love being around family and hanging out and just all of that. Um, but then at the end of the day, at the beginning of the night, mm. <laughs> once, <a> <laughs> once they're all gone, then it's a similar thing. Like, okay. There's sort of this like rush, if you will, this adrenaline hit all day and super energized. And I was like, okay, just need to decompress from, and it's not that it was like, oh, this was so hard of a day to get through, but it was so fun and enjoyable that yeah, I just need some time to relax and sort of let all that that energy level come down again. Okay. So similar-ish. I mean, I feel now like I have to tell people I like my family. <laughs> I love my family, you guys. I have a great family. But I think... It's okay if you say they're draining. They are. <laughs> I mean, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about that. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't believe it. Um, as long as this is therapy. Yes. So uh, in, in our family, without going into an entire family tree, so in the area, like I am the... My mother has always been the host and I am sort of the heir apparent to hosting, <laughs> just based. It's just my bro- my older brother and I, and he lives in Madison with his wife. And so, like, if we're here, the obvious, like, the torch passes to me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as has been alluded to numerous times, more numerous than I'm quite comfortable with, I do tend to. Have, <laughs> I worry. I have anxiety. I get. It, the whole situation is like, like it's necessary. I want to do it. I want people happy, and so, uh, so I do it. But once everyone is gone, and the cleaning is done, and I should point out, I start cleaning while people are still there, because I can't. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, once people are gone. I 
I lock myself away. So like it is the step beyond like I'm going to sit on the couch and pet the dog and decompress. It is like I I lock myself in the bathroom for a little while. <laughs> and it's I'm just alone for a little while before I can and and I do that because I know like if everyone leaves and my husband and I just sat on the couch and um tried to watch TV or relax that I would just be like jumpy and unpleasant having not taken that time like okay this is all that's over and now my brain is okay and then I can kind of go back to normal what I'm feeling very judged right now. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> totally acceptable. Thank and, you. And uh, I really I just need you to validate yeah. everything I do. <laughs> Could you? But yeah. also like how is that different than any other day at work? <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, but also like I don't know, that's just People are people, and everybody needs to do their own thing to chill out. I mean, I'm sure that there's people that, um, you know, after a day like that, they are feeling empty or, you know, like, oh, I want everyone back. And, you know, not like, oh, because my family's gone now and I miss them. But, you know, now I have to be by myself again. And, mm -hmm. you know, that is unsettling, you know. So maybe I'm, I'm sure that there's people that are probably going out after family right. you know, leaves because they need to be around other people and see other people. And, it's all good. That used to be a thing we would do uh, at probably before, definitely before I had kids. And then as they got to that, like they can go to a movie age, that used to be a thing we would do after Thanksgiving and after like Christmas dinner mm -hmm. is everybody go out to a movie. Mm. And I don't know when that switch flipped in my brain, but to think about doing that now, like, ugh, <laughs> that sounds... Like I don't, I think I would crawl under the seat at the movie theater and just. Mm, sounds I don't know. sticky. I know it sounds <laughs> gross, right? That's how bad it would be, though. I would like that would be a duck and cover mm. situation. I think. <laughs> Get real familiar with that movie theater bathroom. Right, right. So that leads us to this question. Now that we've talked sort of about how we all react in different ways and they're all valid according to Ben. So it's good. Um, there's that optimistic. There, yes. The optimist Can't is help it, guys. in the room. Uh, the, how does that introvert extrovert interplay work on our team? I mean, how, I mean, I'm here asking two people on the team, the question I should know the answer to. Mm. So this is awkward, <laughs> but let us tell you how it works. Yeah, please. please. Can you tell us? Tell me how our team works. I really want to know. So I guess actually, let's pivot. And so we've been so Ben, we've been working together two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And when when you came on the team, Vince and I already were here, and for a short time. For a short time, yes. We had we had formed a department, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which you joined. Um, at what point? But it was still all. It, I wouldn't describe it as settled at that point. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. 
when do you think that you first, I mean, you're this guy where you're very about like how people are going to do their thing is how they're going to do their thing. And I'm going to accept that. And, and what I, I feel like I'm diminishing how cool that is <laughs> as I'm saying it. But so you, but what I'm saying is you're not the kind of guy that would be like, huh, they do things differently. I'm going to make note of that and I don't know, punish them for it. <laughs> but, uh, so you, lashes with a wet yeah. Um, what I'm trying to get at, I don't know how I'm trying to get at this question is when did you realize that you were sort you were dealing with two people with sort of the opposite approach to things and what did you do about it? Oh, wow. Great question. Today. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I don't think I can give you a true answer um, as to like the when, you know, like when I figured out. I'm on a date and a time. Yeah. Do it. June 42nd, right. Did you say June 42nd? 22nd. Oh, okay. yeah. June 42nd. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The 4th of never. Remember, remember the 42nd of November. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I guess I can probably give you like a soft estimate. Like it feels like just trying to think back to like that first year of being here, it feels like Maybe it was like six months-ish after I started where um, we as a team kind of got into that rhythm of, you know, we just kind of knew who we were, who we were, we knew how we worked, um, what our strengths were, what our weaknesses were, um, what we could count on each other for, what we couldn't count on each other for, you know, whatever. And that's all around the table. So mm-hmm. and definitely including myself in that conversation. Um so yeah, I would guess somewhere around that timeline is when I figured it out. Now, what was the other part of the question? What did you do about it? What did I do about it? Well, I mean, I guess to your point and how you set up the question, I mean, and I do think that it's it, it's one of my strengths, but also can be one of my weaknesses if I can't like rein people back in um, at the right time. But um, I just realized it and let people be who they are. I think that... Um, one of the greatest attributes of a leader, and I'm not talking specifically about myself here because um, I'm sure it's something that I can improve on, but um, is just getting out of people's way sometimes. You know, I mean, I think figure out who your people are, figure out what they're good at, figure out what you can count on them for, and then, you know, let them do that and just mm-hmm. get out of the way. I mean, now there might be times when you realize somebody is not so great at something and you need to work on that. You know, you, you maybe need to get in their way I don't like bit. how you're looking at me when you say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Sue>. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Sue. <laughs> I, lit- I told you this morning to tell me every day that I'm perfect at my job. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, certainly part of a leader is developing your team and, you know, developing their skills and all of that stuff. But um, luckily, I think what we discovered about each other and just the way that our workflow happened and the amount of work that we had and the kinds of projects that we were working on, um, it really just all kind of fit. So it was Mm -hmm. easy for me to get out of your way, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, not every team is going to have that. Not every team is going to have that all the time. Um, and there might be some work to get back to that all the time, uh, you know, that feeling. Um, but it, it's possible. <laughs> um, and mm. I think that maybe that's that's also the optimist in me. There might be um, leaders of certain teams that 
um, feel like, oh, there's always, you know, that one person or there's always that one thing that we stink at or that, you know, we can't get good at. And um, you can. Um, it might be a, a person thing. It might be just a skill set thing. It might be a time thing. It might be the kind of work that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing, whatever. There could be any number of reasons why a team doesn't, you know, 100 percent um, effectively function. But um and let's be real, like 100% probably is not possible, but um, knowing when you get to a spot where you feel good about it, just get the heck out of your people's way and let them let them do what they're good at. So there's a reason that they work in your department or whatever. So No, get, great. Yeah. You don't have okay. to make a questioning face. <laughs> so I have, I have had people ask me sort of when other, other leaders – when I sort of when I've talked about the fact that you know I'm an introvert and whatever, um, I've had them say, "Well, how how can you make introverts stop being that way? How can you what what can you do to teach them to stop doing that?" And it's <laughs> <laughs> like your face. So what they're actually saying is, "How can I make them function in my team?" Rather than like they're not saying I want to change who that person fundamentally is, right? Or There's, maybe they are. Or maybe they are. <laughs> they're saying uh, how how can that person be optimum? And and you have to say and exactly to your point, like know who they are, and it doesn't make them a better or worse employee. It just it just makes how your team team dynamic has to work. A little bit different, and it means bringing not even a heightened level of awareness. It just means bringing awareness, right, to it as a leader and understanding that's how this person's going to function. Mm-hmm. And if it's a thing that won't work, then I have a discussion about how that thing they're doing won't work, yeah. rather than like you need to stop being that person. Yeah. Well, and I think that part of it is. Part of it is definitely um, finding out who they are and finding out what works and and all of that. But part of it is, I mean, you got to look at yourself a little bit too. You know, one of the first things that we talked about in this conversation is that, you know, just because you're introverted doesn't mean that you like can never stand up in front of a group and talk or can't go to a business after Mm -hmm. five or whatever it means. Um, But you need to realize that and realize that there might be some introverted people that are really, really good at public speaking or whatever now they beat the crap out of themselves before that public speaking mm-hmm. thing because they know what they have to put themselves through or whatever, but they might be, still be really good at it. Um, introversion just doesn't mean that you, you know, live in this little box in the corner and never talk to anyone. So, but as much as you might like, to. as much as you, might like to. <laughs> but there might be some people that are introverted that, um, you know, when given the opportunity to public speak or interact in a big group or whatever, they, they do fail at it or they hate mm-hmm. it or the anxiety just, you know, drives them absolutely mad and, you know, it I don't know, takes them a while to recover or whatever it might be. Again, just know your people, learn that, and learn that you know, it's probably not a thing that they're going to excel at. Right. Um, but let them be a part of that conclusion. Don't just make that assumption because one thing didn't go well or, you know, whatever it might be. You know, at least give them the opportunity to work on it and... It's just learning, man. Just got to learn. Just learn yeah. <laughs> organically. And to, to that point, not every extrovert extrovert is yeah. a public speaker. Right, right. And it, it just is, that is a different function of your brain that some people can do and some people can't do. And mm-hmm. it's not really a, 
and especially I always looked at it. I look well, not always. I'm giving myself a lot of credit for being very wise, <laughs> but I've started to look at it as like that. That's a performance mm-hmm. sort of thing. So that's not as an introvert who can handle public speaking. Um, I I can sort of I can separate that part of my brain out and say like that is not the same as walking up to someone at a business after five and saying, hey, who do you work for? Tell me about your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's right? all about totally performance. Yeah. And it's a and skill that can be practiced and honed. Right, right. right. Yeah. So, Vince, mm-hmm. um, since we're talking about introvert, extrovert, and how our team formed, mm-hmm. uh, I think for me... I was going to ask you, and then I decided I would just be the person I am and just start talking and tell you my Sweet. experience. Yeah, works for me. Um, what I think it for, what first happened in our dynamic was I first realized how similarly we think on things, and it wasn't until later when we talked about being introverts and we you just started to sort of pick that all apart say oh yeah no well that makes more sense why that would make why that thing we would just have an unspoken agreement on <laughs> <laughs> and feel exactly the same way so tell me now tell me about your experience on the team mm. Mm. huh yeah put me on the spot <clears throat> Um, I mean, we're doing a podcast and you have a microphone, so I don't yeah, know right. exactly what you're expecting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what to add to all of that. I mean, I think the two biggest things were that learning to work, you and I, together, especially since we, since you have joined the department. I'll refrain from saying my department. Yeah, well, well, I guess technically. <laughs> since what? Since I let you join my department. Yeah, since ben, what? <laughs> since the day that Vince lovingly refers to as the best, the first day of the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, learning, yeah, and I think it was l- just learning that. I think if if I could add anything, I think it is interesting. What I found find hilarious looking back is less about the work tasks, right? Mm-hmm. And more about just the the environment of here are two introverts in a room who have to figure out when do I interact, when do I not interact, when do I stop interacting <laughs> and awkwardly turn away. <laughs> and <laughs> right, so that was a whole learning curve. Um, and then you know, when Ben came on, exactly, basically what we've said, just uh, working out and working through working styles and to your, I mean, to your credit, Ben, of, I mean, expecting us to at least have something eventually, but, you know, to learning how we process things and rolling with it when we have big, crazy ideas. Um, So, yeah. Is it, does that, any of that make sense? It all I made so. so much sense. Or not. Or not. We'll see. Let us know. <laughs> we'll see how it all works out. Okay. We should probably wrap this up. 
We should, because we've been doing this for six and a half hours. Right. It's uh, basically midnight now. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick there once. The thing I want to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. end on, uh, speaking of forming a team, when I joined the marketing department originally, the reason this read this, so I'm going to reference uh, an article that we'll link to, The Eight Best Jobs for Introverts. The reason this resonated with me is because when I interviewed for the position and did a personality assessment, whatever, uh, and I was sitting on the phone with whoever, person from the company doing the assessment, listening to them say that, you know, marketing's really uh, more suited, like an, it's an extrovert thing in other words but really say like I thought walking out of that conversation like there's absolutely no way I'm getting this job because I'm not an extrovert uh so I did get the job spoiler alerts here I am <laughs> <What? today. laughs> but the re- so with that context I think it's really interesting this article that is not uh, what am I saying? I th- it's, it's a really interesting article because when they're saying listing the best jobs for introverts, all of these are marketing or marketing adjacent. So uh, where'd that page go? There was one with the list of all eight. Anyway, I'm just going to read through these. I, we don't have to make this a conversation about it. But just to say that I think it's interesting. There's five there. I'm flipping through. Okay. So, blogger, editor, and I'm not going to dive into the job description for each one of these, but... (laughs) If you don't know what any of these things are, just Google it. Let me Google that for you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Graphic designer, market research analyst, analyst, sorry, I can read. I read good. Web copywriter, (laughs) SEO analyst social media manager, and the last one, which somehow didn't make the printout, but near and dear to my heart, film and video editor. So there you have it. So there's our job in a nutshell. Right. Which are great (laughs) for introverts. And then I do, I have one more article. We don't have to discuss it. I'm just going to hand it to Ben. Um, And I'm going to hold it up so he can (laughs) read the title to you. And it will include a link to this as well. Below the blog. What's the name of that article? This feels planted. <laughs> oh, this is absolutely. A plant. This is 100% a plant. Four reasons introverts make awesome employees. Wow. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this is just four. Yeah. There are hundreds. Let us expand. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but if you ever have a question, just let us know. Yeah. I'm awesome. We'll tell you why we're awesome. <laughs> we're happy to. We'll make a song. Introverts are awesome. <laughs> Let's cut that. <laughs> That's staying in. That is in. In the final. All right. So it is time to wrap up. Yep. So here is the reminder as we wrap up that you can find us on Anchor. You can find us on iTunes. What, what? Um, or a number of other podcast apps, or you can always visit our blog at simplicity.coop slash blog and find not just our podcast, but lots and lots of good information about the credit union. And um, if you if this is your first time listening, do go back and listen to some of our older episodes. There are some. We actually have a catalog now, which feels good. We have like a lot <laughs> of 
episodes. And we will include links to, we have actually those two articles and a couple of other things and also the link to, let me Google that for you. <laughs> uh, they're on the blog, so you can check that out. Thank you, Ben, for joining us again and uh, having a great conversation. Thank you for listening in. This is Sue and Vince signing off for now, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.